Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2022, and this is day 1527 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you and praise you. We edify you above all others. There is none like you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for being our provider, for being our protector, our comforter, or everything that we could ever need or think of. You already have provided it for us. And we just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you so much. I thank you, Lord, also for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is wind chasers. Are we chasing the wind? something that we could never grab hold of. There is no substance. We can feel it, but we can't see it. So we can't grab hold of it. It's nothing tangible to hold on to. And many times that's what happens to us in our lives. We can get sidetracked and begin to chase after things or what Solomon calls chasing the wind. We're going to be coming out of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 1 through 25. Ecclesiastes 2, verses 1 through 25. And this is pretty much Solomon's testimony. You know, he's talking about his life's journey, what he went through, and what it really amounted to. He says, pleasures are meaningless. So starting at verse 1 in chapter 2, it says, I said to myself, Come now, I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good. But that also proved to be meaningless. Laughter, I said, is madness. And what does pleasure accomplish? I tried cheering myself with wine and embracing folly, my mind still guiding me with wisdom. I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of their lives. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers and a harem as well, the delights of a man's heart. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. 
Yet, when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Then I turned my thoughts to consider wisdom and also madness and folly. What more can the king's successor do than what has already been done? I saw that wisdom is better than folly, just as light is better than darkness. The wise have eyes in their heads while the fool walks in the darkness. But I came to realize that the same fate overtakes them both. Then I said to myself, the fate of, a, of the fool will overtake me also. What then do I gain being wise? I said to myself, this too is meaningless. For the wise, like the fool, will, be, will not be long remembered. The days have already come when both have been forgotten. Like the fool, the wise too must die. So listen, I'm going to just tell you this one part out of my commentary. It says that Solomon realizes that wisdom alone cannot guarantee eternal life. Wisdom, riches, and personal achievement matter very little after death. And everyone must die. We must not build our lives on perishable pursuits, but on the solid foundation of God. So he's saying, yeah, wisdom alone. He had wisdom, but he chased after substance after things he said what's the difference between me and and a fool you know so he's saying that um you know like the fool the wise too must die he says so i hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me all of it is meaningless a chasing after the wind i hated all the things i had toiled for under the sun because i must leave them to the one who comes after me And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish. Yet they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun? All their days, their work is grief and pain. Even at night, their minds do not rest. This too is meaningless. A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat and find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless as chasing after the wind. So if you're doing all these things to pleasurize yourself, not to glorify God, then it is meaningless. It is like chasing 
after the wind, Solomon says. Very powerful. He, after coming to the, near the end of his life, he recognized that, you know, we, we do that sometimes, right? We, we take inventory and, and find out where, where are we right now? What am, what have I accomplished? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Who am I doing it for? And actually, as Solomon stated, you know, you build up all of this and then somebody that's a fool can come and just destroy it all. Were his, well, his son, who took over after he died, did he, he lost half his kingdom because of a foolish decision. And, and if it's the Lord's will, I'll be talking about that tomorrow. But let me go to my points. Point number one. Why do we do the things we do in life? Nothing's worth having or doing unless the Lord directs you to do it. Of course, we, we, uh, we know certain things we do to take care of ourselves without daily directions from God, like brushing our teeth, cleaning ourselves up, and, and doing our hair and things like that. But everything else, you know, we need to, we need to seek God's guidance. In Psalms 127, verse 1, Solomon wrote, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builder's labor is in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. This book describes Solomon's testimony, Ecclesiastes, what I, what I just read to you. He summed up his meaning for life as chasing after the wind. You can feel the wind as it passes, but, but you can't catch hold of it or keep it. Isn't that something? We can hear it howling. You know, we can see the effects of the wind, but we cannot grab hold of it and keep it. Point number two, are you a wind chaser? What is the motive behind what you do? What do you consider to be worthwhile in your life? That's determined by where you place your time, your energy, and your money. At some point in your life, you will look back and wonder, why did I waste my precious time doing this or that? Was it glorifying God or yourself? What if you knew you had only a year left to live? What would you do with your daily allotted time? What will you, uh, what will be your legacy? Will it be that you spent your life chasing after the wind or, or that your life's purpose was built on the solid foundation of God? What we do here on this earth has a great impact upon our eternal reward. I think about a couple of people uh, in uh, the book of Luke, in Luke chapter 2. Uh, let, me, let me just go there. Luke chapter 2. Uh, and uh, starting at about verse 25, I believe. And we're talking about uh, Simeon and Anna, or Anna. Uh, <clears throat> and Simeon had been waiting on the birth of Jesus to come. And after Mary and Joseph, after Mary gave birth, they went uh, to uh, Jerusalem. Let me go ahead and read it. It says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. So that is the Holy Spirit uh, 
you know, being our comforter, the consolation also uh, to um, uh, comfort to let me see. I'm reading my notes. <laughs> uh that is the comfort from the Messiah. That's what it is. I'm sorry. So the consolation of Israel would be the comfort from the Messiah. And that is him bringing us back together to God. And so the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. He was so overjoyed that he uh, was so honored to be able to dedicate Jesus to the Lord. This was something that they would do uh, when uh, the the babies. Uh, were born and uh, they would dedicate them to God by the priest. And then Anna, it goes on to say in verse 36, there was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and when, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So God allowed her too to see the baby Jesus. And she was 84 years old. She served the Lord in the temple the rest of the days of her life as a widow. So what are we doing with our life? What are we doing with the time God has blessed us with? We should take each day of our life as a gift from God. What are we going to do with this gift today? So I got to thinking one day about a legacy. What am I leaving my children? And I thought, well, I don't have great wealth financially, okay? <laughs> I don't have that to leave them. Um, at least not right now. Who knows what can happen? But um and uh, I got to thinking and the Lord showed me something. He said, I have blessed you with <clears throat> a, a new message to share with my people every day. And when he says my people, that's everybody. He, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. To, so whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So God so loved the world. So this message is for everybody in the world, the podcast is. And um, so he said, that is your legacy, you know? And I was like, Lord, how, what? I, I'm, I'm just, I don't get that right off. He says, this is what you will leave. Your children and other, other children that you don't even know, that you've never even seen before. But there are many people that will may hear it once, may hear it twice, may hear it every day. But that is a legacy that you will leave as you serve me, is what the Lord said. And then 
He said, leave your uh, children that you've birthed, all the notebooks that you've written, every single message, every single day, and they can take it and and share it with their uh, children and grandchildren and so forth and so on. And what they'll be sharing is the word of God. That's the legacy. And I and I I've saved my notebooks <laughs> and um they're kind of, you know, in two separate places and just gathering them and they're all dated and and God said this is what you leave. And it's the word. And it is from the heart. Um God's word is paramount in our lives. And without it we can do nothing. Without him we can do nothing not according to his will. And if we know him as our savior, we are ambassadors of God. And in order to go forth and represent him, we need to take it one day at a time, one step at a time, and begin to truly do what he's called us to do for each day. Not wasting time, not ending up like Solomon at the end of his life saying, what on earth have I accomplished? And the good thing is we can start right now, right where we are. As long as there's breath in our body, we have a moment in time to get busy and doing God's will. This is your day. This is time. Think about and and ask God to show you what is it that he's given you to do? And even if it sounds strange or if it doesn't sound like something that you would do yourself or other people may think, what? Are you crazy? No, you love the Lord and you're just doing what the Lord has given you to do. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name in your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Check out what we're doing with our precious youth, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, and peer mediation skills. Uh, If you'd like to sign your uh, student up, your youth up, please check us out uh, and uh, send us a message uh, on our website. We're accepting 12-year-olders through 18-year-olders. They will be paid $100 a week. We've got funding through the end of June and waiting on more funding to come through to do phase two of our training. So please push the donate button if you'd like to help us out. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.